Pella's limited lifetime warranty on wood windows and doors makes it so that you'll never have to worry about rotting windows again. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, make payments as low as $35 per month per window and $78 per patio door. PellaWI.com. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Come join the conversation on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. What a win. The Brewers moved to 11 games over 500. They maintain a two-and-a-half game lead in the National League Central Division. They win four to nothing over the Philadelphia Phillies, who themselves, until they ran into the Brewers, had been really, really hot. Corbin Burns brings his record up to nine and five. He goes eight innings, two hits, strikes out ten, only walks one. Christian Yelich. Again, continues his hot hitting, hits a three-run home run, and the Brewers end up winning. Then they bring up this new pitcher. They've got Uribe, who throws over 100 miles an hour. He strikes out the last three batters of the game. It's it's really amazing. And I, one of the things, the senses I get is that people, for whatever reason, I think the Brewers are kind of flying under the radar. And maybe, maybe it's because... They're kind of doing this with mirrors. I mean, I think you can make an argument that this might be one of, if not the best year that Craig Council's had as far as managing. I mean, look at look at the team that, that they, they put out. You've got Christian Yelich, who is starting to kind of round back into, you know, his all-star um, MVP kind of form. He's hitting 287. But after that, you've got William Contreras, the designated hitter slash catcher. He's hitting t- 274. But then you go down this list. Willie Adamas, the, the shortstop, who is, I, I think, one of their top-line players, he's hitting two ten. You've got Tapia, who's the right fielder that they brought in about a month ago. He's hitting two thirty two. Joey Weimer, who plays center field, he's hitting two oh eight. Uh, Bryce Terang, the second baseman, he's hitting two oh one. Perkins, the center fielder, um, he's hitting two fourteen. I mean, you, you've got you, you've got all these players that nobody's ever heard of, and they're Again, a lot of them aren't hitting their weight, but still the Brewers are figuring out a way to win game after game. And part of that is because of, I think, the pitching staff that's out there. Uh, but you know, they're, they're doing it. And this is a team that I think it, they're fun to watch. Uh, they're, they're winning close games. There's no question about it. And you kind of don't know how long they're going to be able to continue to do it. But they've certainly come out of the all-star break hot. You go on the road to Cincinnati, then you go to Philadelphia, and you end up winning five of the six games. And you know that they had a chance to win the, uh, to win that game in Philadelphia as well, the first game in the series. They, they could easily have been six and oh. I guess you can argue they could have also been three and three, but five and one, just absolutely amazing. And now you're going to get a real test when they come home tomorrow night to play a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta, by far and away, the best team, at least record-wise, in the National League. But Atlanta's kind of hit one of those little like rough patches. So it's it's great opportunities, and this is a fun team to get excited about. And I think that they've just surprised all sorts of people. Now, here's the, the one thing that you hope that they are able to you know, learn. I, I've always believed when people ask me for like life advice, one of the things I always say is don't make the same mistake twice. 
And if I were to send any message to Brewers management, it would be don't make the same huge mistake twice. What am I referring to? Well, you've got the trade deadline that's coming up um, in a week or two. I think it's August 1st or something like that. So it's coming up. Remember last year at the trade deadline, the Brewers decided, and at the time they were in the thick of, 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 of a pennant race as well, they decided it would be a good idea to take all-star reliever Josh Hader and trade him to San Diego. Why did they trade Hader? Well, the bottom line was it was a salary dump because Hader had a year and a half left of club control. And the Brewers were paying him a ton of money, and they didn't want to pay him for the second half of last year, and they didn't want to pay him for this year. So they decided, okay, this is that we're going to dump Josh Hader. We're going to save all this money. And, I mean, the trade, at least short-term, was disastrous. Now, they took one of the parts they got in the Hader trade, and they, they got William Contreras. So you can argue that the trade maybe doesn't look as bad ultimately as as it did at the time. But it was a salary dump, pure and simple. Well, Corbin Burns is in the same situation that Josh Hader was. Burns has another year and a half of club control left. I think, unfortunately, it's unlikely that the Brewers are going to be able to sign him to a long-term deal. So unless something, you know, I think that would surprise a lot of people happen, he's probably going to be gone either in the offseason or at the All-Star break next year or at the trade deadline next year or at the end of the season. I think they're going to have troubles uh, getting rid of him. But at the same time, you look at where the Brewers are. You've got Corbin Burns, who is clearly sort of rounding back into his All-Star MVP Cy Young award-winning form. So hopefully, hopefully they will learn – Learn from what they did last year and their mistakes when they dumped Josh Hader and everything kind of fell apart and say, OK, even if we run the risk of losing Corbin Burns for for nothing a year and a half down the road, we're in this right now. He is our superstar. And think what's going to happen when you get Brandon Woodruff back. I mean, there's th- this team. I'm telling you, it has the potential to do really, really, really good things and it's fun to watch them they're an exciting team they're winning games you know hopefully hopefully they're going to be able to continue you know again pulling rabbits out of the hat and continue these wins but it's kind of fun to watch this and again if you look at the the lineup that they put out on a daily basis no knock to those players but if you look at the lineup you go my gosh how is this team 11 games over 500 well they're 11 games over 500 because they're playing well as a team they've got some timely hitting and the pitching staff is lights out and i think is probably only going to get better as some of the players come back from the disabled list so Big Brewers win. lot to celebrate. The team comes home tomorrow. Let's take a very quick break. I want to give you an update on something that we talked about on the program yesterday and, I don't know, my own little protest to the protesters. I'll share that with you in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. So very glad to have you with us. All right, I want to do a follow-up on, on something we talked about at the start of the program yesterday. It's available, by the way, on our podcast page. But this controversy involving Jason Aldean, and you perhaps have heard about that. Jason Aldean is a, a very, very popular country singer. And back in May, he came out with a song um, that's going to be on his new album. The song is called Try That in a Small Town. 
And the song's been out since May, and there was no controversy about the song at all. Like I say, it's been there since May. And the song talks about, hey, I mean, it's a reference to, like, the rioting and things that went on over the last couple years. And it's like the message is don't try that in a small town. You know, carjackings and things like that, that's not going to go over in a small town. It has suddenly become controversial in the eyes of some because last week he came out with a music video to support the song. And the music video shows him and his band, and I, if you follow me on Twitter, it's at Jeff Wagner 620 it shows him and his band performing the song, and they're in front of a courthouse. More on that in just a minute. They're in front of a courthouse, and then it intersperses pictures of small-town life, you know, parades and things like that and kids playing with scenes from the rioting that went on in this country over the last couple of years. I mean, it, none of it's manufactured. It's all authentic, you know, scenes. And and you have, you know, people that are making obscene gestures at the police and people that are involved in carjacking. And there's a scene where, you know, people are like looting stores and, and things like that. So the, the video comes out and suddenly the song becomes controversial because the argument is, well, this, this is racist. I mean, this is this is promoting lynching. Well, there's nothing in the lyrics that are promoting lynching. If you watch the music video, it's almost impossible to tell the race of any of the people that are depicted. And to the extent you can tell the race of anybody depicted, it's predominantly white people, you know, who are making obscene gestures at the police or spitting at the police or whatever. So there, there was this, oh, this is terrible. You know, this is this is just a, a whole situation of where it's um, – you know, it's a it's a dog whistle. And whenever you hear that phrase, it, it means that people don't like it and they, they want to play the race card. But there's nothing objectively racist about something. So they assume, well, even though there's nothing objectively racist, we're going to say it's a dog whistle because that means it's going to be a symbol to, to racists. And what ended up happening is after some of the usual suspects started complaining about this, CMT, Country Music Television, pulled pulled this this video and pulled the song from its rotation. And the question is, okay, you know, wh- where is this going to go? One of the arguments that's being made about this is, well, do, do you realize, do you realize where this was filmed? And again, the courthouse that it was filmed out of is in a place, it's in Columbia, Tennessee. And the argument is, well, this is why this is a dog whistle, because don't you know, back in 1927, there was a lynching of a black man 100 years ago in front of this courthouse. So this is what the dog whistle is. This is, this is the, the secret message that this is really about lynchings. Well, okay, interestingly, Jason Aldean, he, he's having none of this. I mean, he says, look, <laughs> there's, there's nothing about this song that is pro-lynching. In the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song um, that was subject to the comparison um, I was not too pleased with the national BLM protests. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. But he filmed it in that courthouse. Okay, well, here's here's the, the reality of this. That courthouse is in, it's, it's sort of in the metropolitan area of Nashville. It's about 45, uh, it's about an hour away from Nashville. This it's one of these old courthouses that has been used regularly over the last hundred plus years to shoot music videos, to shoot TV shows, to shoot movies. It's a regular 
Again, it, it's it's a typical location because this is like this classic Americana courthouse. And, and nobody's ever said, hey, you know, they use this courthouse as a backdrop to this TV show or they use it as a backdrop to this movie. That must be sort of, again, this is one of these uh, like racist dog whistles. It's all because of the courthouse. The courthouse is just a classic American-looking courthouse that is in the proximity of Nashville, which is where they were filming the music video. But again, a, a lot of the usual suspects, they don't want to end up hearing that. So I've been curious as to what was going to happen. You know, what was was this backlash going to hurt the song? And at least in the short term, the answer is, is no. I was kind of curious because... Um, Yesterday, so I go home and I've got Apple Music. So you you go and we've got the the Alexa, you know, the Echo Dots and things like that. So first thing I said is Alexa, play Jason Aldean. And I was kind of curious what was going to happen. You know, the very first song, you know, Alexa says streaming songs on Apple Music by Jason Aldean. You know what the very first song is that came up? That was Try That in a Small Town. So at least at this point in time. That, that that effort to, oh, let, let's try to cancel this song and cancel Jason Aldean is not working. On top of that, the song, and again, it's been out since May, the song, at least as of the last time I checked, which was a couple hours ago, has skyrocketed to number five on, on Amazon Music. So I think a lot of people who might not have otherwise paid attention to this song are now starting to focus in and look at it because they recognize just how crazy this particular backlash has been. So I, I had my own response to the protesters yesterday. I um, So I went home, and I, I mean, I... I know who Jason Aldean is. I, I have a, a comprehensive sort of music library, but I, I don't on my iTunes account. I, I don't didn't have any Jason Aldean. I, I've heard some of his songs and stuff, and I thought, you know what? This is my own little way. Besides talking about the issue on the radio, my own little way to respond to this is I'm going to buy a couple Jason Aldean albums. So I mean, he, he's had nine or ten that have been out. So, you know, yesterday I, I downloaded a couple Jason Aldean albums, you know, and bought them through Apple iTunes and things of the like. And uh, I'll, I'll probably listen to them over the course of the weekend and stuff. But it was my own little way of saying, you know what, every once in a while, you got to push back to this whole cancel culture that's out there. And the fact that you have people who decide that they're going to play the race card when that's not appropriate that they are going to be outraged, that they're going to demand that, oh, you know, that this stuff has to be taken off. You know, and the ultimate irony for this is, I mean, I, look, I, I grew up in the, the 60s and the 70s. I mean, and I, I grew up at the time of protests against the Vietnam War and Watergate and things like that. I mean, I, I remember the songs that were out there at the time, and it was before MTV, but there were still videos that were there. You'd have all these different songs, and I guess the backdrop would be like the police and their behavior at the Chicago Convention in 1968 and things like that. And nobody got upset about that. You know, for the last 20 or 30 years, you've had rap music, for example, which has, you, you want to talk about, you know, promoting violence. 
You want to talk about promoting a thug culture. You want to talk about promoting misogyny. You know, and, and it's just been, okay, well, you know, don't, don't denounce this. This is just freedom of expression. People have the, the right to express themselves. And if you want to put out, you know, music that uh, uses obscenities towards the police, well, that's, that's just okay. So don't anybody be upset about that. That's a First Amendment right. We should not be trying to shut that down. But here you have the flip side of it, something that, again, is nowhere near overtly as offensive as a lot of the typical stuff you hear coming from certain music genres. But that's what we're trying to shut down. So the interesting part is I don't know whether they're going to put this video back on CMT or not, whether the the cancel culture warriors are going to succeed with that. But at least so far as efforts to either stop this song from being played or to hurt Jason Aldean, I don't think it's working. And to the extent that I got to vote a little bit, just a little bit with my wallet yesterday, I did by downloading a couple of his albums off of of iTunes just to kind of say, you know what, I I think a lot of times when you have this stuff in our own little ways, we need to fight back and we need to say, look, we're we're not going to allow this movement to try to I don't know, identify and define what's going to be appropriate and what's not appropriate in the popular culture. You gotta stand up and you gotta say enough is enough. So like I say, I, I did it by downloading a couple Jason Aldean <laughs> albums and you can decide to do it however you want, but at least so far, this song has not been canceled despite the best efforts of some of the usual suspects.